our story today, it comes from uh, the Gospel of Mark, and it's called Four Friends. Jesus met many sick people when he was traveling from place to place. In one town, Jesus was in someone's house teaching people about God. Other people in the town had heard Jesus was a healer, and they were very excited when they found out he was nearby. Four of the townspeople had a friend who was paralyzed. That means he couldn't move. The four friends knew that if they could just get their sick friend to Jesus, he would be healed. They carried their friend on a stretcher and tried to bring him into the house, but it was so crowded they couldn't get him through the door. What should we do? asked one friend. Maybe we should just give up and go home, another answered sadly. No, I have an idea, said the third. Let's take our friend up to the roof. Then we can cut a hole in the roof and lower him in. Does that sound like a good idea to you all? Doesn't sound like a very good idea to me either. It does seem like they could fall in. But that's, that's what they did. Let's try it, said the fourth friend. So they tried it. Let's see what happens. See, look, at they're lowering him in from the roof. Yeah, they had to dig a hole through the roof, I think. So they all climbed up on the house and cut a hole in the roof. Using rope, they slowly and gently lowered their friend into the room where Jesus was teaching. All of the people in the room were surprised to see a man being lowered from the roof, except for Jesus. Jesus knew the man was paralyzed. Jesus also knew that sin hurts people more than sickness. So Jesus did something that was a little bit unusual. Jesus said to the man, friend, your sins are forgiven. Well, the people in the room were confused and angry. They thought that nobody could forgive sins except God. They didn't know that Jesus was God's son and that God had given him the power to forgive sins. Again, the people were confused and surprised. They didn't know if Jesus was telling the truth. I am telling the truth, said Jesus. I can prove I am God's son. He turned to the paralyzed man and he said, friend, stand up. What do you think happened? You think the paralyzed man could stand? The man stood up. He had been healed. Now the people were amazed. The healed man thanked Jesus and carried his stretcher home with his four friends. Many people believed that Jesus was God's son, and they praised God that very day. They knew that if they or their friends ever had a need, Jesus would be there to heal them, to forgive their sins, and to love them. This is the word of the Lord. The first reading is from Ephesians 4, 7, 11, 13. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gifts. The gifts he gave were this, that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ, until all of us come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of a full stature of Christ. The word of the Lord. The second reading is Mark 2, 1 through 5. When he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home so many gathered around that there was no longer room for them, not even in front of the door. And he was speaking the word to them. Then some people came bringing to him a paralyzed man 
carried by four of them. And when they could not bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him, and after having dug through it, they laid down the mat on which the paralytic lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. The word of the Lord. What sorts of uh, leadership gifts came up in your congregation, or your conversation, and congregation? Yes, yeah. Go and just shout them out. I'll repeat them into the mic. Yeah. So we've been blessed with a lot of wonderful musicians and, and choir leaders, and yes, people who are willing and have the talent to do that. Good. Yeah, what else? Yeah. Ah. So gifts of uh, checking in with each other outside of our worship time. Yeah, being the church, not just here, but the church scattered out in our lives too, checking on each other. Yes, good. What else? The gift of serving. Yeah, good. What else? Leaders. So having leaders, the leadership gifts of having leaders. That's good. Yes, that's important. That is very important. What else? The prayer chain. chain. Yeah, and people who are willing to organize that and, and be leaders in that. Yes, good. What else? Ah, our Bible studies. Yeah. Yeah, organizing and leading those studies, especially you know, the women's Bible study has a rotating leader I know each month, and so having multiple people that are willing to, to lead those each month, that's good. Good. Uh, that's good feedback. Let's, uh, we're going to move to number two. I'm trying to leave as much time for discussion after worship as possible. So we're going to start move over to part two now. Part two is from our story from Mark, which you heard me talk about uh, within, during the, the children's sermon there. And so our second key is open accessibility. And we're using that story in Mark chapter two uh, to consider this key. And it's that wonderful story. It's just a fantastic story. Those four friends of this paralyzed man going to extreme lengths in order to bring him before Jesus. And really, I could go on and on about this story because there is so much there, and you already heard me talk about it for a little while. But instead, I'm just going to point out two features of this story that I want us to notice. First, I want you to notice all of the barriers that kept this paralyzed man away from Jesus. The huge crowd, the inadequate space, the the lack of welcome for people to move out of the way for this man. And the second thing I want you to notice is the extreme lengths that the friends go to in order to break through these barriers, very literally breaking through the roof. The crowd won't make space for them, so they climb up on the roof, and they don't seem to give a thought to the consequences of tearing through the roof of somebody's house, but they lower their friend down, and they interrupt Jesus' teaching with this bold act of vandalism. All that work just so that Jesus can speak forgiveness to their friend. And so I'm going to have you turn to your neighbor once more, and I want you to discuss the following question. What are the barriers that keep keep people away from Jesus in our church? All right, let's go ahead and bring it back together. What were some barriers that came up in your conversation? Language barriers, yeah. What else? Terminology. Terminology. 
Ah, yeah, these strange words that we use. You know, narthex is one. I never knew that before I became Lutheran either. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, what else? What other words are there? Ah. So uh, boldness, maybe a lack of boldness, we could say, actually. Yeah, no, that came up over here, too. Ah, there's a little bit of a fear there that maybe comes from a lack of trust that God will provide. Good. What else? What other barriers? Ah. Are we bold enough to go and cut a hole in somebody's roof? That's the question there. Yeah. 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 Reluctance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Self-imposed reluctance to go and do it. Be about the work. Lois. Yeah. This yeah. So we talked about this earlier in the context of setting communion up, uh, having clearer instructions to invite participation better. Yeah, good. Yeah. Tradition. Ah, tradition can be a barrier. Is there a tradition you're thinking of in particular? Yeah. So being steeped in tradition, it can be hard for somebody who's unfamiliar with the tradition to enter into that. Yes, good. Yeah. And. Yeah, so along the same lines, having a, a liturgy in our worship service can be off-putting or at least unfamiliar and uncomfortable for folks. Yeah, we could ask some of our, our first-time visitors about that, actually. We won't, we won't make you talk right now. Yeah, Joy. Time. Time to do everything. So being busy. Is that right? Yeah, being busy is a barrier. Absolutely. Let's take two more. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so thinking about ways of uh, working with some of the barriers, because there's always going to be some barriers. So how do you make those holes in the roof? You know, how do you make entry points for people? Good. It's a good question. I'm going to take two more. I've got you two picked out. So nobody else raise your hand. Oh. So I hear a lot of questions there about we as an older congregation in age, uh, as far as age of our members. We, we I'm using the, the, the we, yeah. 31, that's not old. No. Does that put up barriers for uh, people who are closer to my age, for example, as far as music choice or children's programs? Yes, good, those sorts of things. Sue, I'm going to, then I'll come to Lee. Not feeling qualified. Ah, yeah. So this is a barrier for us to go out, as well as maybe a barrier for bringing people in, is not feeling like we're qualified to do it. Yeah. Leif, you're going to be the last word. So a barrier of somebody that may want to be in a younger church for whatever reason uh, doesn't mean that they're younger necessarily either. She was looking for a husband. <laughs> we need to offer more husbands. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> All right. I am going. I am going to stop us there. That, that's that's our last word. I guess. Yeah. I, I want to thank you too for your willingness to talk about that. It's easier to talk about things that we're feel like we're doing well. It's harder to talk about places where we're struggling. So I really want to commend your, your boldness, actually, to be able to just call these things out and talk about them openly. I think that's a, that's a wonderful gift to be able to do that. Let me close us in prayer, and then we'll go right into our, uh, our hymn of the day. Gracious God, we thank you for all of the ways that you are gifting us, uh, the ways that we know uh, and the ways that we don't know. Uh, I ask that you would help us to be bold, help us to break down the barriers, to notice the barriers uh, that we have put in place or that have been put in place by others, uh, barriers that, are, uh, that can be easily removed and some barriers that may prove intractable. Uh, but we ask that you would give us the boldness to act, to break through them, to make ways around them, to create entry points for those who so desperately need to hear your word of forgiveness and love. 
We ask for this and everything else you see that we need in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.